the Lord gives whatever is asked from him. He has spread his power in the four directions and has put his hand on my head. Looking with gracious eyes, he has removed the pain of his servant. <coughs> this is a bhajan of Guru Arjandev's Jo Mange Takora Apane Te on the bottom of page 174. Master who is the Lord protects his people himself, removing all the bad qualities, the compassionate and forgiving one embraces me. The Lord gives whatever is asked from him. Whatever Nanak the servant speaks from his mouth becomes true here and hereafter. The Lord gives whatever is asked from him. Abhajan of Guru Arjandev on page 174. Jo mange ta kure apanete so iso ideve Jo mange ta kure apanete so iso ideve Satsuragi saki no bale apana Yeah.
The Lord gives whatever is asked from him. Whatever Nanak the servant speaks from his mouth becomes true here and hereafter. And our second bhajan is a bhajan of My world has become empty. Standing at your door, I am weeping. God Kripal has become gracious on you. You have found this ruby. Protect it. Oh, Ajayb, give up stubbornness. Oh, man, do not be stubborn. The shower of Nam is happening. Oh, dear one, meditate on Nam. Death is standing on your head. Oh, man, meditate on Nam. A bhajan of Sanchi's on page 103. <laughs> Sonia, 
not be stubborn. The shower of Nam is happening. Oh, dear one, meditate on Nam. Death is standing on your head. Oh, man, meditate on Nam. This first reading is a talk Sanchi gave after a morning meditation in Rajasthan in October of 1979. And it's especially for all of you who came from your probably warm homes um, to come to Satsang, where the temperature is fast approaching 60 degrees in the front of the hall. Um, for people on the tape circuit, we haven't had power, electric power here at the ashram for a day and um, a half. It's not as earthquakes or hurricanes. Uh, it's a challenge. So this talk was given the title, Wake Up with a Jolly Heart. And the disciple says, I have a difficulty in that it's very hard for me to have any balance in my heart. I wake up some mornings and there's no doubt that Master is there from the very moment that I wake up. And that day is beautiful. Everything goes well. But on another morning, I'll wake up and from that very instant, I feel a separation. No matter what I do or try, you know, I do the Simran or whatever. It's dry and I just can't break that barrier. It causes a lot of difficulties in my life because I have a family and people working for me. And on those days when it's bad, I feel like locking myself in a room. I don't want to go out and face them because I just can't face the world. So I'd like to somehow figure out what I'm doing wrong, to just wake up in such a state where it feels like I am drugged or something. I want more balance in my life. I want more balance in my life, hopefully on the upside. Master Kirpal, this is, the disciple is continuing. Master Kirpal used to say that he would go three months feeling bliss and Master's presence, and maybe one day he would have this feeling of separation, a very difficult time. But for me, it's about 50-50. Could you comment on that? And Sanchi replies, a satsangi should always wake up in the morning with a jolly heart. He should always remember that Master is always present there. The times when he doesn't feel the presence of the Master, at that time Master is present there also, because the Master does not go away from us, even for a moment. When you wake up in the morning, you should not feel a burden in doing your meditation. Just as you are not feeling the burden of doing your worldly work and you go on doing it happily, 
in the same way you should understand meditation. Because if we feel that meditation is a burden on us, we won't be able to derive any benefit from it. As I said earlier, whenever you get up in the morning for meditation, you should wake up with a jolly heart and happily you should sit down for meditation. There is no doubt in the fact that when you don't enjoy the meditation and when the start of your day is not good, then throughout the day you will not find any happiness and you will not want to go out in the world and face people. This is only because right from the beginning of the day, you didn't have a good experience. You didn't have a good sitting. That's why you were feeling like that. But you should introspect yourself. Master has given us the diary only for that. Whenever you have that feeling, when you don't wake up in a good mood, <clears throat> when you don't wake up in a good mood, you should introspect yourself. What did you do yesterday because of which you have this type of state? You should always fill your diary forms carefully. You should always remain aware of what thoughts you had yesterday and because of which you are now having this type of state. And if you will introspect your mind very carefully, then you will know what your mistake was and what is causing you that type of feeling. And this next reading is from the book, The Light of Kripal. This is a talk that Master Kripal gave on the evening of February 20th, 1971. And this talk was given, this is chapter 58, it was given the title, God's Complaint. And Master says, Always live in the living present. Not in the living present, but in the living moment. Did you read my circular on that point? If you care for the living moment, you can care for eternity. Read the circulars and go into them deeply. If you care for the pennies, pounds will be saved. Is it not so? If you find occupied every moment, then nothing can go wrong. It is given very briefly Brief, but to the point. Everything is all right. For hours you're oblivious, and in those vacant hours there's so much trouble that comes up which affects your meditations. So when you sit for meditation, forget the past, forget the future, live in the living present. This is the one thing that will give you success in your meditations. But the vacant hours in which you've not kept the mind occupied with some constructive thought affect your meditation. So that is the remedy that accounts for all these things. If you would pass your every hour in peace with no ill will against anybody and no attachment to anybody, if you can pass each hour like that for one day, then continuously for some days, no such ramifications of mind will come up to affect your meditation. We are frittering away our moments of life in such life pursuit. Kabir says, make each breath you take the offering to your master. 
Take it the offering to your master. This is very valuable. We cannot. How frivolously we kill our time. Every moment of life is very valuable. Make the best use of it. When death overtakes us, that is the time you say, Oh, had some would have done this and that thing. Is that not? But you cannot get time then, which you have frittered away so ruthlessly, so cruelly. In one breath, he crossed three planes, physical, astral, causal. is very valuable. Some saints have been spending their time in the three, three minutes, three days, Continuously, in the remembrance, with no moment forgetting, for three days. All right, try it. If you can pass three days and nights constant remembrance of God, you go to His feet. Three days, we? It's not much. Let no other thought. Other than that, other than God, strike your mind. Why not start with one day? Start from today. All right, from now on till tomorrow evening, no thought, constant remembrance. Even when you eat, don't forget him. Try one day. That will give you good training. We don't care for the trifling things, but that is where the substantial thing comes from. One day is not much. You have been here how many days? So many days. And if you had passed even one day and night in constant remembrance, you would have changed very much. If in 24 hours of the day and night you are doing your best by meditating five, four hours, even then you are not in constant remembrance. How many hours have you put in today? And a disciple answers, Six, Master. And Master Karpal says, In six hours you had no other thought than God? And the disciple replies, well, Maybe two. And Master says, Two, maybe. And the disciple says, Two real hours of meditation. And Master says, And out of two hours did you have sweet remembrance constantly? You see, I'm afraid even... That maybe, you see, I'm afraid even that may not be true. Then go into it. I have sifted the point. Now you sift it your own self. You are in constant remembrance for two hours. And the disciple says, With your grace, I had a very good meditation which lasted. And Master interrupts and says, Well, I am talking about something else. In your meditations, you had some glimpses for a moment two, ten, fifteen minutes. You had good experience, of course. That is credible. But what I am talking about is constant remembrance. Like a hard taskmaster, don't spare yourself. We spare ourselves, you see. Diary is like a very hard taskmaster over your head. Every moment should be watched as to what thought crosses your mind and how many times you fail. 
even in thought, word, and deed. When you think of God constantly, how blissful it is. No ill will for anybody, no exaggeration, no underrating. The time you spend in scaling, you are judging. This is like that. This is not like that. This is that way. This is that way. That is called delusion, maya. And that is intellect. You see, maya. The intellect is the instrument of scaling. Your intellect is always scaling. So then a disciple says, well, when we're doing our diaries or in the course of the day when we're weeding out faults from our minds, isn't that also scaling? And Master says, scaling is not that. Doing your diaries is weeding out, which is something else. Where your intellect works, that is Maya. Intellect is the instrument of what? Of delusion, always scaling. That is why it is said that your outgoing faculties must be controlled, mind controlled, and intellect also stilled. Then you can rise above easily. These words are very simple. We are always clutching or watching or scaling. This is this. What is that? Most of the time is spent in that. Don't spare yourself, none of you. If you keep the diary constantly, you will have transvision. If there is no ill will for anybody, no attachment to anybody, no deluding your own self and not deluding others, no contempt, no attachment. These things create ripples in the subconscious reservoir of your mind. And if they are stilled, the water is calm, quite still. Then you can see your face. The tenth guru says, if you think of him for a while, ten minutes, or even for a moment, with all of your heart and soul, then no negative power can affect you. These are very simple words. Go deep down into their meaning. And a disciple asks, Master, what does thinking of God really mean? And Master says, Thinking of God is much better as compared to thinking of worldly things. But seeing is above all. Feelings or drawing inferences are subject to error. The time we spend in seeing is the highest way, constantly, and then no negative power will affect you. Go deep down into this. These very simple words are given in the scriptures, but we simply never go into their depths. Then the original speaker says, I don't think even two minutes. And the master laughs and says, now you said you spent two hours. I'm very glad to hear your honesty. Master, if we do Simran, is this thinking of God? And master says, Simran? What is Simran? It is the repetition of the different names given to that power working in all planes. The same God power working in different planes is called by different names. In the highest plane, it is called truth. In the second plane, it is called I am you, you are me. In the third plane, you find I'm above all three attributes. The same power is called by different names in different planes, but it is the same power. That is one. 
And when you see that power working, that is light and sound. We are always doing some remembrance of the world, something. Every man, whether he is in the office or in the field or anywhere, starts remembering what he has to do tomorrow, here, there, everywhere, this and that, making programs, setting this and that. Nobody can remain without remembrance of one thing or the other. So remembrance of God is far better than remembrance of the world. Whatever becomes the ruling passion in your life, you go there after death. If it is for the world, then you come down to the world. If it is for God, then you return there. Remembrance of God is pointing your attention to something higher working in the universe. But unless you see that power, these are helping factors, are they not? Just go deep down into that thing. Constant remembrance does not mean automatic repetition of names. All the same, the automatic repetition is remembering that power. Unless you become conscious of that power, you are just like a blind man. Still, it is comparatively better than thinking of the world. To think of God is much better. But that is also not sufficient unless you see that power. Listen here. I say now, hear this attentively. God complains. I reside in them. God is where? He is in the same house which he has made, and that is the man body. But they dethrone me from the body and put me where? In churches, in the models. These are the models, and they put light there. Instead of seeing me, my light, they see the symbols of light. Are they not dethroning God? Do you follow what I mean to say? God resides in temples which he has made, and people raise up churches and temples constructed after the model of man. He does not reside there. God says, I reside in you, and people have thrown me out. So they raise models which they make with mud and mortar. If they had seen me, they would have known. I am the light within them. But they just light candles outside. He says, the people dethrone me. They don't come where I live. They turn me out into the temples. Is it not true? Do you find that? In church, people light candles, outer symbols. They don't see me in their home. So God says, I am long forgotten by everybody. It is a true complaint, is it not? God says, I reside in you. I am light. Take heed that the light within you is not darkened. It's certainly a complaint, is it not? I reside in you. I'm the light. I'm the sound principle, music of the spheres. Instead of that, they make models and direct people to them. Excuse me, but the truth remains like that. So God says, well, always see me. Instead of making models of me outside, why do you forget me? I'm in your temple, residing within you. I reside nowhere else. All the scriptures say that. Then God, I think, is quite justified to complain. If you love some friend of yours, you remember him. Is it not better to see him? 
Which is the better of the two? Seeing is better. He stands by, watching you, within you, waiting for you, meaning God. God stands by, watching you, within you, waiting for you. And we are doing this and that thing. We make models of light and of the sound principle, and God is within you. We don't talk to him within. This is what men are doing in all the religions. They're they're making models. They attach too much importance to those things and not to the man-body where God himself resides. He's waiting for you there. Does what I say appeal to you? Is it not something substantial? Is it not something real? And what we are doing? And what are we doing? And a disciple says, wasting our time. And Master chuckles and says, yes. If some thief enters a room where he knows there is wealth buried, he knows, he's got a clue about where it is. He's read about it somewhere, and he's all alone in that room with nobody to watch him. What will he do? Will he sleep or dig under the earth? Nobody is watching him while he is digging. Nobody has seen him. Dig. Tap inside. That is what Emerson said. This is what all scriptures say. The Quran says, I am a hidden treasure within you. Why don't you find me? Guru Nanak says, There's a valuable jewel lying within you. Just be guided by the word of the Master and you'll get it. Why not dig for your own self? Go within and find him. He is there, waiting. For that, you will have to close yourself within the closet of the body, that's all not thinking of the outside world. God's complaint is very real, is it not? It's only for the sake of bringing home this point. It does not mean God complains, but this is what we actually do. We even make a mockery of God by lighting candles here and there and ringing bells. He's within you. By drawing people to these things, you're deceiving your own self. You're deceiving God and all other people too. By ringing the bell and lighting the candle and making dome-shaped buildings, is it not a mockery? This is a good story for you. It will draw many people. So every day you get something fresh that's not given in the books. At least out of the 24 hours of the day and night, leave and spend some time with God within you. That costs you nothing. Does it cost you? You've come from thousands of miles. What for? Only to learn these few words. Spend some time within you. God says, I'm within you. Don't make a mockery of me. Is it not a good story for you to write? All right. Good night. And this last reading is a short satsang that Sanji gave in January of 1992 in Bombay, India. And this talk was given the title, To Make Our Birth Precious. And Sanji begins by saying, Salutations at the feet of 
Salutations at the holy feet of God, Sawan and Karpal. A brief hymn of Bhagradas is presented to you. All the masters have said that this human birth or this human life is very precious. It is like a precious jewel. They have also said that we do not get this opportunity. We do not get this human birth again and again. Just as if a leaf has fallen from the tree, it is blown away by the wind and that same leaf cannot go back to the tree. In the same way, once we have got this human birth, and if we have wasted it, we have lost this human birth, we can never get it again. Everyone in this world sees the jewels, but rare are the ones who can recognize them. The whole world listens to the ragas, to music, and they become intoxicated by it but rare are the ones who listen to the inner raga or the inner music. <clears throat> our mind becomes pleased hearing, pleased hearing the outer ragas, whereas our soul gets intoxicated by listening to the inner raga. In the same way, many souls have received this human birth, but few are the ones who understand the value of this human birth and appreciate it. We take good care of our children, we feed them very good foods and make them healthy children. We bring them into their adolescence and then we feed them better foods and we make them like grown-up people. This does not mean we are appreciating the human body. A child does not remain a child forever. He becomes an adolescent and a grown-up person does not remain like that forever. He becomes old. So appreciating the human life or appreciating the human body does not mean that you should only give food and take care of the physical body. It means something different. When we go to the masters, when we go to the satsang and understand why we have been given, why we have been given this human birth, we come to the master and do things according to what the master tells us. When we follow this path of the masters, then we can say that we are appreciating this human birth. Masters lovingly explained to us how after coming into the Sat-Sangat, we have to make our human birth successful, how we have to purify it, and how we have to make our hands, feet, and other parts of our body holy by keeping it in the Sat-Sangat. Kabir Saab says, I have seen one very surprising thing. They were selling a precious jewel in the market, but nobody was interested in buying that, and it was going to be sold for nothing. Now we people do not have the appreciation for this precious jewel, this human body which God Almighty has given to us. And if we go to those people who do not know the value of this human body and who do not have any appreciation for it, those who are involved in the outer rites and rituals, they connect us or they involve us in doing the same things. And in that way, we go into the cycle of 84 lakhs, births and deaths. The last time when I went to Rome, a priest came to see me. He was involved in doing a lot of social service. So he told me all about these social services and all the things which he was involved in. Hearing that, I became very happy. And I told him that I was very pleased that he was doing all that. But then I asked him, Have you ever done any seva or service to your soul? 
When I asked him that, he became dumbfounded. He did not have any answer. Then he said, only for that have I come to you. So he attended the satsangs afterwards because all the other members of his family were initiated. <clears throat> Saints have sung the praises of satsang very highly because only after going to satsang do we realize the way of our living, the way of our life. Kabir Saab used to earn his livelihood by weaving cloth. Whatever time he had after doing his work for earning his livelihood, he would spend all that in the service of the Sanghat. In the hymn, human birth is priceless. It becomes precious when one gets the company of the master. Now Bhagirdas says that of course this human body is very precious. Every single part of this body is precious because we cannot get any part of this body by paying any price. God has given all these parts of our body. He has given us this human body without charging anything to us. He says that of course this human body is very precious, but we can make it precious only if we join the Sangat and only if we utilize it for the cause of the Sangat. <clears throat> One person went to King Ranjit Singh asking for some money. King Ranjit, Ranjit Singh had only one eye. The king said, God Almighty has given you hands and feet. Your body seems to be very strong. Can you not work and earn your own livelihood? He said, God Almighty has given you a perfect body, whereas he has given me a body with only one eye. I will give you 10,000 rupees. You give me one of your eyes. Then that person started trembling because he did not want to part with his eye. And he thought that if he said anything more, it was possible that the king might punish him. So he started making excuses. King Ranjit Singh said, Well, if you think that 10,000 rupees is not enough, I will give you more. But you should give me one of your eyes. <coughs> when King Ranjit Singh saw that he was not interested in taking that money and giving his eye to him, the king said, you see, God Almighty has given you this perfect body without asking for anything from you, without charging anything from you. And still, you are not making your human body, your human life worthy of his grace, and you are not making it successful. Guru Ramdas Ji Maharaj said, If anyone is doing anything, be it repetitions, performing austerities, reading the Holy Scriptures, or doing any kind of worship, if anyone is doing any of these things, if he is not going to satsang, it is like he is taking clean water and putting it in the dirt. Mahatma Brahmanan said, Without the satsang, knowledge will not be created, no matter if you make thousands of other efforts. Tulsi Saab said, O Tulsi, by being in the company of the sadhu, the crow becomes a swan. We have the quality of crow, and if we go in the company of the master, we get the qualities of the swan. The qualities of the, the quality of the crow is to put his beak in the dirt and always go on collecting the dirt, whereas the quality of the swan is to accept only the pearls. In the company of the master, we are like the crows, and we always go on collecting the dirt of this world. But when we come to the Master 
and after spending time with him in his company, we develop this quality of the swans. We can easily differentiate between the good and the bad. <clears throat> so all the saints have said that God has given us this precious human body, and we can appreciate it only when we go in the company of the Master. The eyes become precious by having the darshan of the Satguru and doing his dhyan daily. Now Bhagirdas is telling us some things to make the parts of our body holy and how to make them precious. We can make our eyes precious only when we have the darshan of the Master through them. When we connect ourselves with the shabd within and when we sit in the dhyan or contemplation of the Master, the dhyan or contemplation which we do of the Master with our eyes, that makes the eyes precious. Guru Nanak Sab says, If you have only one wife, you are always celibate. If a husband has only one wife, and if the wife has only one husband, and if they maintain the relationship with only one person throughout their life, the husband should be content with one wife, and the same thing applies also to the wife. She should be content with only one husband. Instead of doing that, if we are looking at everyone with a leer in our eyes and lust in our eyes, we are not making our eyes precious. Instead, we are filling our eyes up with all kinds of dirt and poison. The eyes are for seeing things or for looking at things. And what kind of feelings we have when we look at others is important. You should look at other people, understanding them as your mother or father or brother or sister. So whenever we look at anyone, we should always have those kind of feelings that they are our brothers or sisters or father or mother. Looking at other women, you should understand them as your mothers, daughters, or sisters. Guru Arjan Devji Maharaj says, Close those eyes which do not see the Master. He says that those eyes should be closed down which do not have the darshan of the Master. Bhagradas says here that you can make the eyes precious by having the darshan of the Master, by doing the dhyan of the Master. The eyes which God Almighty has given to you for seeing, for seeing things, can be made precious by having the darshan of the Master. Regarding dhyan or contemplation on the form of the Master, Master Sawan Singh Ji used to say, you should get so much involved, you should get so lost in the dhyan of the Master that you may not even remember if it is you or him. You should completely forget yourself and only he should remain there. Whenever the dhyan or contemplation becomes like this, all the time that enchanting, beautiful form of the Master remains within our eyes, whether we are asleep or awake, then our condition becomes like what Bikan Shah, a Muslim fakir, described. Bikan Shah says, Both my eyes are content, because wherever I look, I see only him. Master Sawan Singhji used to talk about one very devoted woman disciple. She asked for a special meeting, a special time with Master Sawan Singh. So when she went to see Master Sawan Singh, he asked her, Well, dear daughter, say what you want to say. He often used the word kako, which is an affectionate term for daughter in Punjabi. So he said, Dear daughter, tell me what you want to say. 
She replied, I got married and my in-laws took me to visit the river Ganges. Master Sawansingh asked, then what happened? He used the words, and then. So she said, and then they gave me one coin. In those days, the currency was in the form of copper coins. So she said, they gave me that copper coin to offer to an idol of the goddess of the river. So when I went there, I threw that at the forehead of the idol of that goddess. <clears throat> when she was relating all this to Master Sawansingh, he went on saying, and then, and then. So she said, they gave me that coin. And Master Sawansingh said, and then. She said, well, then I threw that at the forehead of that idol. Then Master Sawansingh said, and then. She said, when I bowed down to that idol, suddenly you disappeared. So Master Sawansingh told her, touch your ears and repent so that you will never change the dhyan or contemplation of the master. He said, you should promise that you will never change your dhyan. And that initiate said, you should also promise that you will never disappear. The forehead and the head are precious if they are in the refuge of the feet of the master and if they are beautiful with the dust of his feet. Now Bhai Gurdasji says, you can make your forehead pure and holy only when you apply the dust from the feet of the master to your forehead. Who will anoint his forehead with the dust from the feet of the master? Only he who has gone within and has received the inner dust of the feet of the master. Only that dear one will have the real appreciation for the dust of the outer feet of the master. Regarding the dust of the feet of the master, I have said this earlier also, that when God came to my ashram, God was walking and talking. When he came to my ashram, I was looking at his feet and the dust under his feet. So when I got the chance, I took some dust from the place where master had stepped. When he saw that, he asked me what I was doing. Suddenly the tears came into my eyes and I said, as I have said this earlier also many times, I put this dust of your feet close to my heart. Oh, my beloved, your five shabs have liberated me. The ears and the tongue become precious through hearing the shabd and after understanding it, making others hear it. We can make our tongue holy by doing the simran given to us by the Master. We can make our ears pure and holy by listening to the shabd which he has given to us after sitting within us. The hands and feet become precious by doing seva and walking on the path of the gurumukhs. How do our hands and feet get purified or become holy? By coming to the Master, by coming to the satsangat, and with our feet, <clears throat> by coming to the Master, by coming to the satsangat with our feet, and by doing seva there using our hands, both our hands as well as our feet become purified or holy. The heart of the Guru Mukh is precious as the teachings of the Master dwell there. When the Guru Muks are weighed, meaning valued, they are found intact with all the glory and good qualities within. <coughs> now he says that the heart of the Guru Mukh is pure or holy because over there the Shabd gets manifested. They give or make the place for the Shabd to come and reside within them. 
because Shabd gets manifested only within the pure heart. Often I have said, suppose there is a good son who is attending to his responsibilities. His father reserves all his earnings, and when the time comes, he not only gives him what he has earned, but he also gives him what the father has earned, and what the father has had with him, has with him. And so those who have made their hearts pure, the Master, or God Almighty, sits within their hearts, taking all the prosperity, taking all the wealth. Moreover, in the court of the Lord, Gurumuks are appreciated. They are well received, because they are the pure and holy ones. Guru Nanak Sab says, In the court of the Lord, when they weigh the Gurumuks, the Gurumuks are the only ones who are true to their name, because they have kept their life pure and holy. In the satsangs, they tell us how we have to make our eyes, our hands, and feet, how we have to make our tongue and ears and all parts of our body pure and holy. And they themselves do that. So when they reach the court of God and when they are valued over there, since they have kept their whole body pure and holy throughout their lifetime, they are well received they are well respected there and they are appreciated over there. Kabir Saab says, It is easy to settle the accounts in the court of God only if our mind and body is true. So if our mind is true, if our body is true, it means if our mind is pure and holy and if our body is pure and holy, then it is easy to settle our accounts in the court of God where nobody comes to help you. In whatever court of God Gurumuks go, nobody rebukes them over there. Kabir Saab says, The Gurumuks are never rebuked, nowhere rebuked. Wherever they go, they are welcomed. Guru Saab says that when the Gurumuk goes into the land of God, or when he goes into that plain, he is given a throne to sit on. God Almighty himself welcomes him and gives him a place to sit. So Guru Nanak says, he who becomes worthy, he who deserves to sit on that throne, only he sits there. He who makes his life according to what the Master would like him to make his life like, and he who speaks what the Master speaks, he who becomes the mouthpiece of the Master, only he deserves to sit on that throne. He becomes worthy of sitting on that throne, and only he sits over there. So the thing which Bhagardas wanted to say through this very brief hymn was that only by coming into the satsang can we know the true way of living. We can shape this precious jewel, this human body which God Almighty has given to us in a better way only after coming to the satsang. Master Sawan Singh Ji advised his divine son, Master Kirpal Singh, that if you are sick, as long as you can even turn your body in bed, you should go to the satsang. Maharaj Kripal Singh very lovingly explained to us that we should give up hundreds of important works to attend the satsang and give up thousands of important works to sit in meditation. Also, he said that we should not feed our body until we have fed our soul. Just as we understand that it is very important to feed our body, in the same way, it is thousands of times more important that we feed our soul because our soul has been hungry and thirsty for ages.
And the satsang where this tape we're hearing is a satsang that Sanchi gave in January of 1982 in Rajasthan. खो दिया जो चढ़े न घाटी शब्द की राधा स्वामी कह कह चुप हुए बिन भाग न धारा शब्द की स्वामी जी महाराज कहते हैं संता महात्मा ने बड़ा आके सानू समझाया बड़ी साडे ते दया कीती लेकिन बगैर पागा नाम नहीं मिलदा दा आप कह लगे बगैर पागा ओ शब्द साडे अंदर प्रकट नहीं हुंदा स्वामी जी महाराज से दैट सेम से महात्मा जी एक्सप्लेन टू अस अ लॉर्ड दे शावर्ड अ लॉट ऑफ ग्रेस ऑन अस बट अनलेस वी हैव गुड फॉर्चून वी कैन नॉट गेट दैट स्ट्रीम ऑफ शब्द फ्लोइंग विद इन अस वी कैन नॉट गेट दैट शब्द नाम विद इन अस सानू भी चाहिदा है के शब्द नाम दी कमाई करिए जो वक्त परमात्मा ने सानू दत्ता है इस तो पूरा फायदा उठाइए आलस करके ना फिरिए सारी जिंदगी विषय बकार भोगे है हुन ता तौबा कर लेनी चाहिदी है महात्मा सानू दसदे है पंजे विषय भगेंदे आ उम्र गवाई यार ए मन ना रजिया ते हुन कदर है जिसी यार सो वी शुड आल्सो डू द मेडिटेशन ऑफ द शब्द नाम वी शुड नॉट बिकम लेजी एंड वी शुड टेक एडवांटेज ऑफ द beautiful opportunity which we have been given we have spent so much time of our life in indulging in the pleasures and things like that and now we should repent for all the things which we have done we should stop doing that mahatma says that brothers you have spent your whole life indulging in the five pleasures but still no contentment is achieved then why do you expect the contentment to come so it is better to stop it गुरु नानक साहिब कहंदे नानक जी उपाय के लिख नावै धर्म बहालिया ओथे सच्चो ही सच निबड़े चुन बख कडे जिज मालिया थाए ना पाए न कूड़े यार मुंह काले दोज के चालिया गुरु नानक साहिब सेज दैट ओ नानक आफ्टर क्रिएटिंग द क्रीचर्स गॉड अपॉइंटेड वन लॉर्ड ऑफ जजमेंट व्हेन द सोल्स गो बैक फ्रॉम आफ्टर लिविंग इन दिस वर्ल्ड व्हेन द सोल्स गो बैक the lord of judgment discriminates between them and he does not accept the false ones because he does not accept the false one and he sends the false one in the hell where their faces are blackened and they suffer a lot jo bhi assi karm karde ha har saas grass lekhe de vich hai aur jitna bhi assi bhajan avyas karde ha oh bhi sada lekhe de vich hai whatever good or bad karmas we are doing all our breaths are in are are accounted and whatever time we spend in the meditation that also is counted ena kau kisi jo bhakti karde hain oda kise nu pata nahi sade andar shabd roop guru baitha hai oh sada lekha jokha hamesha karda hai sanu pata hi hai ke jehda ladka pita अच्छा प्यारा हों पिता के कहण मुताबक कम करता है पिता अपनी कमाई भी उस लड़के को देता है जोड़ा लड़का अपने पिता के कहण च नहीं चलता गा पिता उसका हक देने वास्ते भी तैयार नहीं हों डोंट थिंक दैट वट एवर मेडिटेशन यू आर डूइंग इज नॉट काउंटेड सिंस मास्टर इज सिटिंग विद इन इन द फॉर्म ऑफ द शब्दा ही इज अवेयर ऑफ अवर एवरी सिंगल मोमेंट विच वी स्पेंड इन इज डिवोशन विच वी स्पेंड इन द मेडिटेशन एंड इफ द चाइल्ड इज 
obeying the father if the son is obeying the father and working hard according to the instructions of the father he deserves the wealth of the father also and father happily gives him all what he has earned himself but if the son is not obeying the father and instead he is not working and if he is not working hard the father is not willing to give his own wealth to that son also so we should not become lazy we should do our devotion गुरु का ध्यान करे प्यारे बिना इसके नहीं छूटना गुरु का ध्यान करे प्यारे बिना इसके नहीं छूटना स्वामी जी महाराज की बाणी है आप इस शब्द शब्द के अंदर गुरु भक्ति से बड़ा जोर देंगे है गुरु भक्ति क्यों करनी है कहदे वास्ते करनी है गुरु भक्ति के की की फायदे है दिस इज द बाणी ऑफ स्वामी जी महाराज इन दिस हिम स्वामी जी महाराज पुट्स अ लॉट ऑफ स्ट्रेस पुट्स अ लॉट ऑफ एम्फसिस ऑन डूइंग द डिवोशन टू द मास्टर he says that what is the use of doing the devotion of the master and what do we get from doing the devotion to the master sanu duniya de vich var var khich ke leon wali kehdi cheez hai duniya da simran duniya da dhyan what is ke jis cheez da assi simran karde ha dhyan apne aap hi us da banna shuru ho janda hai duniya da simran karde ha duniya de दुनिया के समाना का ध्यान होना शुरू हो जाता है वट इज द थिंग विच ब्रिंग्स अस बैक इन टू दिस वर्ल्ड ओवर एंड ओवर अगेन इट इज द सिमरन ऑफ द वर्ल्ड एंड इट इज द ध्यान ऑफ द वर्ल्ड वैन वी डू द सिमरन ऑफ द वर्ल्ड वैन वी रिमेंबर द वर्ल्डली थिंग्स इट्स ध्यान कम्स टू वर्स बाई इट औरत अपने कम का सिमरन करती है कि चीज घर है केड़ी नहीं किसकी जरूरत है सू पता ही है जिस समान का सिमरन करती है याद करती है ध्यान अपने आप ही अखा दे आना शुरू हो जाता है द हाउस वाइफ हाउस वाइफ डू द सिमरन ऑफ दर हाउस ऑफ दर होम्स एंड शी थिंक्स दैट शी थिंक्स अबाउट द थिंग्स विच शी नीड्स इन द हाउस एंड वॉट आर द थिंग्स विच शुड गो एंड गैट फ्रॉम द मार्केट एंड लाइक दैट एंड वैन शी रिमेंबर्स दो थिंग्स she at once gets the dhyan of all those things isse tarah kalark apne kam da simran karda hai kehdi nasl likhi gayi kehdi nasl likhan wali rehndi hai kehde kehde kaagyaad di kal ni zarurat hai in the same way the clerk when he does his job he does the simran and he thinks about what file he has completed and what file he has to complete tomorrow and what things he has to complete by tomorrow isse tarah session judge apo apniyan misalan da सिमरन करते हैं ध्यान करते हैं कि कल मैं किस मुकदमे का फैसला करना है और किस तरह वो करना है सू पता ही है कि जब वो फैसले कनी तवज्जो दिता है जिन्हों का फैसला करना हों ध्यान एटोमेटिकली अंदर आना शुरू हो जाता है महाराज सावण सिंह एक जज की मिसाल देंदे होंगे सके कि जब उसका अंत समा आया वो सामने उ मिसल आईया 
ਉਹੀ ਫੈਸਲਾ ਆਇਆ ਔਰ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਅਖੀਰਲਾ ਸਾਥ ਸੀ ਉਦੋਂ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਡਿਗਰੀ ਖਰਗ ਕਿਆ ਜੋ ਸਾਰੀ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਧਿਆਨ ਕੀਤਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਆਖਰ ਉਸੇ ਚੀਜ਼ ਦਾ ਧਿਆਨ ਅੰਤ ਸਮੇਂ ਆਉਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਦੱਸਦੇ ਆ ਅੰਤ ਮਤਾ ਸੋ ਬਤਾ ਜਿੱਥੇ ਆਖਰੀ ਵਕਤ ਸਾਡਾ ਖਿਆਲ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉੱਥੇ ਅਸੀਂ ਜਾ ਕੇ ਉਸੇ ਰੋਹ ਵਿੱਚ ਬਹਿ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਆ ਉੱਥੇ ਜਾ ਕੇ ਜਨਮ ਲੈਣਾ ਪੈਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਇਨ ਦਾ ਸੇਮ ਵੇ ਵੈਨ ਦਾ ਸੈਸ਼ਨ ਜੱਜ ਥਿੰਕਸ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਹਿਸ ਜੌਬ ਹੀ ਥਿੰਕਸ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਦਾ ਕੇਸਸ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੀ ਹੈਸ ਟੂ ਫਿਨਿਸ਼ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਥਿੰਕਸ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਦਾ ਪੀਪਲ ਹੂਮ ਹੀ ਹੈਸ ਟੂ ਗਿਵ ਦਾ ਜਸਟਿਸ ਵੈਨ ਹੀ ਇਸ ਥਿੰਕਿੰਗ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਦਾ ਪੀਪਲ ਫਾਰ ਹੂਮ ਹੀ ਹੈਸ ਟੂ ਡਿਸਾਈਡ ਦਾ ਜਜਮੈਂਟ ਹੀ ਐਟ ਵਾਂਸ ਆਟੋਮੈਟਿਕਲੀ ਗੈਟਸ ਦਾ ਧਿਆਨ ਆਫ ਆਲ ਥੋਸ ਪੀਪਲ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਜੀ ਯੂਸ ਟੂ ਟਾਕ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਵਨ ਜੱਜ ਹੂ ਹੈਡ ਦਾ ਧਿਆਨ ਆਫ ਆਲ ਥੋ ਪੀਪਲ ਹੂਮ ਹੀ ਹੈਡ ਗਿਵਨ ਦਾ ਜਜਮੈਂਟ and when he died at the time of his death also when he was thinking about all the job which he had done the last words which he spoke before dying was that objection overruled or something like that <laughs> so the mahatma tells us that whatever work we are doing whatever things we remember we get the dhyan of those things automatically and to whomever we remember we will start having his contemplation by it, by ourselves isse tarah sant sade os simran aur dhyan da fayda uthande hue sanu duniya de simran nu simran ni kat sakda hai ta oh simran dinde hai ke tusi agar eh simran karoge kyunki oh simran ohna da koi kitabi gyan nahi hunda ga ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਆਪਣਾ ਕਮਾਇਆ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਦੇ ਪਿੱਛੇ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਚਾਰਜਿੰਗ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਟੇਕਿੰਗ ਐਡਵਾਂਟੇਜ ਆਫ ਦਿਸ ਪ੍ਰੈਕਟਿਸ ਆਫ ਰਿਮੈਂਬਰਿੰਗ ਐਂਡ ਹੈਵਿੰਗ ਦ ਕੰਟੈਂਪਲੇਸ਼ਨ ਸੇਂਟਸ ਗਿਵ ਅਸ ਦੈਟ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ ਓਨਲੀ ਦ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਕੈਨ ਕਟ ਦ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਔਰ ਦ ਰਿਮੈਂਬਰੈਂਸ ਆਫ ਵਨ ਥਿੰਗ ਕੈਨ ਕਟ ਦ ਰਿਮੈਂਬਰੈਂਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਅਦਰ ਥਿੰਗ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਵਿਚ ਦੇ ਗਿਵ ਅਸ ਇਸ ਨਾਟ ਫਰਮ ਦ ਬੁੱਕਸ ਐਂਡ ਦੇ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਗਿਵ ਅਸ ਦ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਫਰਮ ਦੇਅਰ ਬੁੱਕਿਸ਼ ਨੋਲੇਜ ਦੇ ਹੈਵ ਅਰਨਡ ਦ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਐਂਡ ਬਿਹਾਈਂਡ ਦੈਟ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਦੈਟ ਚਾਰਜਿੰਗ ਇਸ ਵਰਕਿੰਗ ਸੰਤ ਨੇ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਕਿ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਸਾਡਾ ਧਿਆਨ ਕਰੋ ਜਾਂ ਸਾਡੇ ਧਿਆਨ ਵਿੱਚ ਬੈਠੋ ਇਹ ਬੜੀ ਇੱਕ ਪਛੀਦਾ ਗੱਲ ਹੈ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਜਦ ਅਸੀਂ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੋਇਆ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਕਰਾਂਗੇ ਧਿਆਨ ਖੁਦ ਬਖੁਦ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਆਉਣਾ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਹੋ ਜਾਏਗਾ ਔਰ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਸਰੂਪ ਸਾਡੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਠਹਿਰਨਾ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਹੋ ਜਾਏਗਾ ਸੇਂਟਸ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁਡ ਕੰਟੈਂਪਲੇਟ ਔਨ ਆਵਰ ਫਾਰਮ ਔਰ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁਡ ਥਿੰਕ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਆਵਰ ਫਾਰਮ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਸਿਟ ਫਾਰ ਦ ਰਿਮੈਂਬਰੈਂਸ ਬਟ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਵੈਰੀ ਕੰਪਲਿਕੇਟਡ ਥਿੰਗ when we do the simran given by the masters when we remember them at once his form or his contemplation will come in our within kyunki duniya da simran bolan vaaste satguruan da ditta hoya simran oh jagah le lenda hai duniya da simran karda jo duniya de saman da dhyan aunda si ga oh satguruan da ਸਰੂਪ ਆ ਕੇ ਠਹਿਰਨ ਲੱਗ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦੇ ਧਿਆਨ ਦੀ ਥਾਂ ਸਤਗੁਰਾਂ ਦਾ ਸਰੂਪ ਧਿਆਨ ਲੈ ਲੈਂਦਾ ਇਨ ਆਰਡਰ ਟੂ ਰਿਮੂਵ ਦ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਆਫ ਦ ਵਰਲਡ ਵੀ ਨੀਡ ਟੂ ਡੂ ਦ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਗਿਵਨ ਬਾਈ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਗਿਵਨ ਬਾਈ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਟੇਕਸ ਦ ਪਲੇਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਆਫ ਦ ਵਰਲਡ ਐਂਡ ਇਨਸਟੈਡ ਆਫ ਹੈਵਿੰਗ ਦ ਧਿਆਨ ਆਫ ਦ ਵਰਲਡਲੀ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਵੀ ਸਟਾਰਟ ਗੈਟਿੰਗ ਦ ਧਿਆਨ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਦ ਫਾਰਮ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਟੇਕਸ ਪਲੇਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਕੰਟੈਂਪਲੇਸ਼ਨ ਆਫ ਦ ਵਰਲਡਲੀ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਦਾ ਮਤਲਬ ਇਤਨਾ ਹੀ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦੇ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਨੂੰ ਭੁੱਲਣਾ ਫੈਲੇ ਹੋਏ ਖਿਆਲ ਨੂੰ ਇਕੱਠਾ ਕਰਨਾ ਨੌ ਦੁਆਰਿਆਂ ਚੋਂ ਕੱਢ ਕੇ ਦੋਨਾਂ ਅੱਖਾਂ ਦੇ ਦ
ਜਿੱਥੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਮਨ ਔਰ ਆਤਮਾ ਦੀ ਸੀਟ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਜਗ੍ਹਾ ਖੜਾ ਕਰਨਾ ਡੂਇੰਗ ਦਿਸ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਗਿਵਨ ਬਾਈ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਮੀਨਸ ਓਨਲੀ ਥਿਸ ਮਚ ਥੈਟ ਯੂ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਫਰਗੈਟ ਦ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਆਫ ਦ ਵਰਲਡ ਐਂਡ ਯੂ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਕੰਸੈਂਟ੍ਰੇਟ ਐਟ ਦ ਆਈ ਸੈਂਟਰ ਐਂਡ ਆਫਟਰ ਵਿਡਰਾਇੰਗ ਫ੍ਰਮ 올 ਦ ਨਾਈਨ ਓਪਨਿੰਗ ਐਂਡ ਵਿਡਰਾਇੰਗ ਫ੍ਰਮ 올 ਦ ਆਊਟਰ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਯੂ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਬ੍ਰਿੰਗ ਯਰ ਅਟੈਂਸ਼ਨ ਵਿਦ ਦ ਹੈਲਪ ਆਫ ਦ ਰਿਮੈਂਬਰੈਂਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਐਟ ਦ ਆਈ ਸੈਂਟਰ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਅਗਰ ਅਸੀਂ ਤੀਸਰੇ ਤਲ ਤੇ ਜੋ ਸਤਿਗੁਰੂ ਦੀ ਸੀਟ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਅਗਰ ਉੱਥੇ ਅਸੀਂ ਤਵੱਜੋ ਰੱਖ ਕੇ ਸਿਮਰ ਨਾ ਕਰਾਂਗੇ ਧਿਆਨ ਜਾਏਗਾ ਫੇਰ ਗਿਰ ਜਾਏਗਾ ਜਾਏਗਾ ਫੇਰ ਗਿਰ ਜਾਏਗਾ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਉੱਥੇ ਫਿਰ ਇਹਨੂੰ ਧਿਆਨ ਦੀ ਜ਼ਰੂਰਤ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਜਦੋਂ ਸਤਿਗੁਰਾਂ ਦਾ ਧਿਆਨ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਹੋਣਾ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਹੋ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਫਿਰ ਸਾਡਾ ਧਿਆਨ ਆਪਣੇ ਆਪ ਹੀ ਟਿਕਣਾ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਹੋ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਅਭਿਆਸੀ ਅੰਦਰ ਜਾ ਸਤਿਗੁਰੂ ਦਾ ਸਰੂਪ ਟਿਕਣਾ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਹੋ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਜੋ ਵੀ ਸਵਾਲ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਸਤਿਗੁਰੂ ਉਹਦੇ ਹਰ ਸਵਾਲ ਦਾ ਜਵਾਬ ਦਿੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਉਹ ਜਵਾਬ ਸਹੀ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਇਫ ਵੀ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਡੂ ਦੀ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਬਾਈ ਕੀਪਿੰਗ ਆਵਰ ਅਟੈਂਸ਼ਨ ਐਟ ਦੀ ਆਈ ਸੈਂਟਰ ਆਫ ਦਾ ਤੀਸਰਾ ਦਿਲ ਵਿਚ ਇਜ਼ ਦ ਸੀਟ ਆਫ ਆਵਰ ਸੋਲ ਆਵਰ ਅਟੈਂਸ਼ਨ ਆਲਵੇਜ਼ ਗੋਜ਼ ਔਨ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਡਾਊਨ ਐਂਡ ਅਗੇਨ ਵੀ ਬ੍ਰਿੰਗ ਇਟ ਅਪ ਐਂਡ ਅਗੇਨ ਇਟ ਗੋਜ਼ ਡਾਊਨ ਇਟ ਨੀਡ ਸਮਥਿੰਗ ਓਵਰ देयर ਟੂ ਕੰਟੈਂਪਲੇਟ ਔਨ ਐਂਡ ਥੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਦ ਫਾਰਮ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਵੈਨ ਵੀ ਡੂ ਆਵਰ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਕੀਪਿੰਗ ਆਵਰ ਅਟੈਂਸ਼ਨ ਐਟ ਦੀ ਆਈ ਸੈਂਟਰ ਦ ਸੀਟ ਆਫ ਦ ਸੋਲ ਥੈਨ ਦ ਫਾਰਮ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਟਾਰਟਸ ਕਮਿੰਗ देयर ਬਾਈ ਹਿਮਸੈਲਫ and when the form of the master is manifested within us at the eye center then whatever question we may ask him he will reply to that and whatever answer he gives to us that is always correct and the form of the master always guides us guru nanak sahab kehnde hai akal murt hai sab santan ki thehrni ki dhyan ko guru nanak sahab says that the form of the saints is the timeless form of lord is the form of the timeless lord and you can have that you can you can behold the form of the saints only at the eye center with the help of dhyan guru arjan dev ji maharaj kehnde gur ki murth man mein dhyan gur ka shabd man tar man maan guru arjan dev ji maharaj says that have the form of the master in your within and obey the words of the master as their commandments hinduan de andar ਮੂਰਤੀ ਪੂਜੀ ਮੂਰਤੀ ਪੂਜਾ ਦਾ ਪ੍ਰਵਾਦ ਇੱਥੇ ਪ੍ਰਚਲਿਤ ਹੋਇਆ ਸੀਗਾ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਰਿਖੀਆਂ ਮੁਨੀਆਂ ਨੇ ਸਮਝਾਇਆ ਸੀਗਾ ਕਿ ਅਗਰ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਅੱਛੇ ਆਦਮੀ ਦਾ ਧਿਆਨ ਕਰੋਗੇ ਕੀ ਹੋਏਗਾ ਉਹ ਸਾਰੀਆਂ ਆਦਮੀਆਂ ਅਸ਼ਾਈਆਂ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਤੁਹਾਡੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਪ੍ਰਗਟ ਹੋ ਜਾਏਗਾ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਵੀ ਸੱਚੇ ਸੱਚੇ ਬਣ ਜਾਓਗੇ ਦੀ ਪ੍ਰੈਕਟਿਸ ਆਫ ਦੀ ਆਈਡਲ ਵਰਸ਼ਿਪ ਇਨ ਦਾ ਹਿੰਦੂ ਰਿਲੀਜੀਅਨ ਸਟਾਰਟਡ ਫਰਮ ਥਿਸ ਦੀ ਰਿਸ਼ੀਸ ਐਂਡ ਮੁਨੀਸ ਦੇ ਗ੍ਰੇਟ ਪੀਪਲ <coughs> the religious people had told the people of that time that if you will have the dhyan of some good people good person what will happen you will absorb you will get all the good qualities of the person whom you will be remembering lekin duniya andar jana pasand nahi karde kyunki mehnat karni pehndi hai wajaye andar jaan de unna ne bahar patthar diyan murtan rakh ke matthe ragadne shuru kar dete ਹੁਣ ਜੋ ਜੀਤ ਮਹਾਪੁਰਸ਼ ਨੇ ਕੰਮ ਕਰਨਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਪੱਥਰ ਦੀ ਮੂਰਤੀ ਜੋ ਬੇਜਾਨ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਕੰਮ ਕਰ ਸਕਦੀ ਹੈ ਪੀਪਲ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਲਾਈਕ ਟੂ ਗੋ ਇਨ ਦ ਵਿਦਿਨ ਬਿਕਾਜ਼ ਇਟਸ ਟੇਕਸ ਅ ਲੋਟ ਆਫ ਹਾਰਡ ਵਰਕ ਸੋ ਥੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਵਾਈ ਇਨਸਟੈਡ ਆਫ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਵਿਦਿਨ ਐਂਡ ਹੈਵਿੰਗ ਦ ਧਿਆਨ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਹਾਤਮਾਸ ਇਨਸਾਈਡ ਪੀਪਲ ਮੇਡ ਦੀ ਆਈਡਲਸ ਆਊਟਸਾਈਡ ਐਂਡ ਦੇ ਸਟਾਰਟਡ ਬੋਇੰਗ देयर ਹੈਡਸ ਟੂ ਦ ਆਈਡਲਸ ਨਾਓ ਯੂ ਥਿੰਕ ਥੈਟ ਹਾਊ ਦ ਆਈਡਲਸ ਵਾਟ ਵਰਕ ਦ ਆਈਡਲਸ ਕੈਨ ਡੂ the work is supposed to be done by the living master how can the idols do the same thing agar koi satur de andar 
ਮਹਾਜਨ ਦੀ ਆਪਾਂ ਪਿੱਛੇ ਰੱਖ ਦਈਏ ਮਹਾਜਨ ਖੁਦ ਨਾ ਹੋਵੇ ਕਿ ਉਹ ਸੌਦਾ ਵੇਚੇਗੀ ਜਾਂ ਉਹ ਸੌਦੇ ਦਾ ਮੁੱਲ ਕਰੇਗੀ ਜਾਂ ਉਹ ਸੌਦੇ ਦੀ ਅਸ਼ਾਈ ਦੱਸ ਸਕੇਗੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਬੇਸ਼ੱਕ ਆਪਾਂ ਉਸ ਮੂਰਤੀ ਦੇ ਦੇ ਜਿੰਨੀਆਂ ਮਰਜ਼ੀ ਬੇਨਤੀਆਂ ਕਰੀ ਜਾਈਏ ਪੂਜੀ ਜਾਈਏ ਜੋ ਮਰਜ਼ੀ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਦੇ ਦੇ ਤਰਲਾ ਵਾਇਦਾ ਕਰੀ ਜਾਈਏ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਮੂਰਤੀ ਬੇਜਾਨ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਉਹ ਬੋਲਦੀ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਉਹ ਖਿੱਚਦੀ ਹੈ ਇਫ ਵੀ ਪੁੱਟ ਐਨ ਆਈਡਲ ਆਫ ਅ ਮਰਚੈਂਟ ਇਨ ਦ ਸ਼ਾਪ ਇਨਸਟੈਡ ਆਫ ਹੈਵਿੰਗ ਦ ਮਰਚੈਂਟ ਇਨ ਪਰਸਨ देयर ਇਫ ਯੂ ਪੁੱਟ ਅ ਆਈਡਲ ਐਂਡ ਟੈਲ ਹਿਮ ਟੂ ਡੂ ਆਲ ਦ ਬਿਜ਼ਨਸ ਵਿਲ ਹੀ ਡੂ ਐਨੀ ਬਿਜ਼ਨਸ ਵਿਲ ਦੈਟ ਆਈਡਲ ਡੂ ਐਨੀ ਬਿਜ਼ਨਸ ਨੋ ਮੈਟਰ ਹਾਊ ਮਚ ਵੀ ਰਿਕੁਐਸਟ ਦੈਟ ਆਈਡਲ ਨੋ ਮੈਟਰ ਵਾਟ ਵੀ ਡੂ ਟੂ ਦੈਟ ਆਈਡਲ but since it does not have any life it cannot do anything it cannot do any business kabir sir kende hai thakkar pooje mulla man hat teerth jaye dekha dekhi swang tar phule patka khaye kabir sahab say that people buy the idols of god and they worship those idols and obeying their minds they go to the pieces of the pilgrimages looking at other people and copying the other people they wander from this from here to there and in the end they get nothing phir kabir sahab kende hai pahan parmeshwar kiya pooje sab sansar is parvase jo rahe so boode kali tar brother kabir sahab say that people have taken the stones as their gods and they all are devoted to stone those who will rely on the stone in the end will be drowned lekin afsos di gal hai agar koi mahatma sade vichon ਦਾ ਸਦੀ ਪਰਮ ਕੱਢਦਾ ਅਸੀਂ ਸੈਂਕੜੇ ਪਰਮ ਹੋਰ ਪਾ ਕੇ ਬਹਿ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਨੇ ਸਾਰੀ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਮੂਰਤੀ ਪੂਜਾ ਦੀ ਖਾਤਰ ਬੜਾ ਸੰਘਰਸ਼ ਕੀਤਾ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਜਾਣ ਤੋਂ ਬਾਅਦ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਪੱਥਰ ਦੀ ਮੂਰਤੀ ਬਣਾ ਕੇ ਪੂਜਣ ਲੱਗ ਪਈ ਬਟ ਇਟ ਇਜ਼ ਅ ਪੀਟੀ ਦੈਟ ਇਫ ਐਨੀ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਰਿਮੂਵਸ ਕਪਲ ਆਫ ਇਲੂਜ਼ਨਸ ਫਰਮ ਅਸ ਫਰਮ ਆਵਰ ਵਿਦਿਨ ਵੀ ਪੀਪਲ ਟੇਕ ਮੈਨੀ ਮੋਰ ਥਿੰਗਸ and we are deluded by many more other things kabir sahab struggled very hard during his lifetime against the idol worship he condemned it and he worked very hard against it but what happened when he left the body people made his idol and started worshiping him in our closing bhajan is a bhajan of sanchi's on page 195 oh beloved make us go across don't abandon and leave us don't abandon and leave us oh giver don't abandon and leave us you are the forgiver oh giver i am the sinner giving the support of nam you have to take me across i have seen the whole world no one is ours only you have to protect the souls in the ocean of the world shower grace o giver don't push us away put alms in the bag of the beggar who has come to your door emperor kripal is the giver ajeeb is the beggar forgive all our faults and bad qualities o beloved make us go across don't abandon and leave us don't abandon and leave us o giver don't abandon and leave us a bhajan of sanchis on page 195 aya tu paralanga havi chadke na javi 
चद के नह जाई विदाता चद के नह जावी साईया तू पार लंगा हवी चद के नह जावी चद के नह जाई विदाता चद के नह जावी शिंद दाता मेघुन गारहे तूबाकशिंद दाता मेघुन गारहे नामदास हार देखे करनाते पारहे करनाते पारहे साया तू पार लंगावी चद के ना जावी चद के ना जाई वेदाता चद के ना जावी देखे आ जहान सारा ना ही कोई आपना देखे आ जहान सारा नाही कोई आपना बाबा सागरा चौदा था तू ही आके राकना तू ही आके राकना साया तू पार लंगावी चद के ना जावी चद के ना जाई वेदाता चद के ना जावी दाया कारो दाता जी पारे ना हथा देओ दाया कारो दाता जी पारे ना हथा देओ दाराय मंग थेनु जोली केरा पादेओ जोली केरा पादेओ साया तू पार लंगावी चद के ना जावी चद के ना जाई वेदाता चद के ना जावी शाकिर फाल दाता मंगता जाय बजी शाकिर फाल दाता मंगता जाय बजी माफ करो बोल साबा बख्श देओ आय बजी बक्षा देओ आय बजी साया तू पार लंगावी चद के ना जावी चद के ना जाई वेदाता चद के ना जावी ओ बिलवेद मेक अस गो अक्रॉस डोंट अबैंडन एंड लीव अस Don't abandon and leave us, O Giver. Don't abandon and leave us. May God continue to bless us all. <laughs>